Hello and welcome to this episode of Essex by the Sea. I'm Owen Ward, exploring the Essex coast, finding out about the amazing and interesting stories it has to offer. Don't forget, Essex by the Sea is now available on your smart speakers just to, to play Essex by the Sea podcast. 2022 marks the 200th anniversary of Her Majesty's Coast Guard and one of the country's first was based right here on the Essex coast. For this episode, I'm in Walton on the Naze and joining me, Stephen Robert Cooter, who is a descendant of that very person. Thanks very much for joining me. Hi, Owen. You okay? Good, thank you. Now, who exactly was your relative? Uh, my relative was Jonathan Webb. He was born in 1792 in Yarmouth on the Isle of Wight and his family were based around the island for quite a few generations back and he began his career as a preventative water guard before the formation of HM Coast Guard in 1822. He started out as the preventative water guard with his brother Richard Webb who, um, and, and, they, and, and they both began as just simple boatmen in their early 20s. But I think it was 1820, he was given a post here on Walton on the Days. And he came here. And in 1822, HM Coast Guard formed. And he was one of the England's very first ever Coast Guards. And of course, 200 years ago, you know, we've got the r Airline now, so they've got modern equipment and modern boats. I'm guessing back then it would have been rowing boats or sailing boats. Oh yeah, it would have been rowing boats for sure. It, it would have been quite hard slog, I can imagine. Tough times, I think. Now you've done, uh, you found this out through researching your, your family history. You've discovered the story of, of Jonathan and his time here on the Essex coast. I mean, first of all, how does it feel to be back here in Walton where he lived for, for so long of his life? I think it's incredible. Um, I spent a lot of time here as a child. We used to come here on um, vacations and days out. And at the time, I wasn't aware of the significance of Walton on the Nays with, with my family history. And it wasn't until I started researching and it's kind of made the location feel a lot more special now and and I look at it very differently like arriving here in Walton on the Nays today I came in by train and I saw the Martello Tower in the distance and the Martello Tower is where he resided with with his family and his children and just seeing it and knowing that my family lived there it's quite incredible really and there are monuments to, to the people who, who protected the coastline and helped save lives around here in, in Walton. But obviously the Martello Towers stood in Walton for decades. And uh, I believe that Jonathan is actually also buried here in the town. He is. He's buried over at the um, church, which is St Andrew's Church. He's buried there with his wife and his infant son. Sadly, his grave doesn't exist anymore. And, and they've built a road right through where the cemetery was, which is a shame. So it's quite likely that he could actually be buried underneath the road, which is, is, is a crying shame, really. Do you know what I mean? Because he should be remembered even with a plaque somewhere, maybe, or even a, a street named after him. I can tell you a little bit about the history of... Because he came here twice. 
So he came here in the year 1820. He was aged around 30 by that time and he was already married. He was married to a Jane Wood of Lyd in Kent. The couple had five children together and the youngest who was named after Jonathan, he sadly died. He died in the Martello Tower when, when he was uh, um, very, very young. With the Martello Tower, it was, it's extremely cold and very damp in there. And the conditions of, of living there must have been ghastly, especially during the winter. Now, um, he moved. He, he, um, he was here for eight years at the very early years of HM Coast Guard. But after the death of his son, the family moved away and they were given a post in St Ives. And he was there from 1828 until 1837. And then from 1837, he, he was given a new post at Swales Cliff. By that point, he was aged 47 years. And then in 1842, he actually returned here with his family. And from that point on, he, he remained here for the rest of his life. To be moving around the country at, at that time, I mean, not a lot of people got to travel, uh, you know, very far, if at all, that they may have not even left their town or village throughout their lifetime. So actually for him to be able to be moving around these, these various coastal locations, I mean, St Ives, that's quite a way from Walton on the name. It is. St Ives is a long way. I can't imagine how long that would take in those days because there, no, there weren't any trains or cars or anything so it would have all been done either by boat or even perhaps even horse and cart must have taken weeks potentially it must, it must have taken <laughs> weeks yeah so, so they would have stopped and ha- um, stayed at inns and stuff when they're traveling through and, and you've got all your children with you as well so yeah tough times for sure the the dates continue from from the records because he then came back to Walton, is yeah. that right? Yeah. So he, he 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 was back here in Walton from 1842, and until his his death, and he, his wife's family were actually involved with the Royal Navy. His wife Jane, her first cousin, fought at the Battle of Copenhagen in 1801. This was during the French Revolutionary Wars and he was on board a ship called HMS Saturn and her second cousin fought at the Battle of Trafalgar and he was on board HMS Victory. So the family were very involved with the ocean. So Jonathan Webb was a Coast Guard in total for 50 years. That's quite some service as well. That is, that's a, that's a very long time and he was admirated at the very end of his life so he was admirated in 1860 so he was invited to London and he was very proud of that because in the 1861 census he actually recorded his occupation as a super admirated coast guard so he must have been a very proud man now Jonathan's grandson William Reuben Plaskett he actually moved to London and he married into the Carter family and the Carter family were Thames lightermen and they were shipbuilders and mariners so this connection to the ocean continued within the family generations after Jonathan. It's fascinating that you're able to to glean so much from the records and the archives that exist and and the censuses that that are taken throughout history I mean researching this it must have taken you years it, it has taken many years. It's taken me. T- I've been researching my family history for 25 years, so I'm 43 now, and I started when I was aged 18. 
and and there's been times periods of research where I've been researching for up to 12 hours a day especially on my days off from work and stuff so it's 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 more of a passion for me it's it's like a calling for it's something that I feel like I have to do um, I've been recording my research in books for perpetuity so hopefully my descendants and people in the future will be able to read these stories about people like Jonathan and and learn about how incredible their ancestors were. Jonathan's story obviously would be one of, of hundreds then from the, the, the ancestors that you've researched. Were you surprised by quite how significant uh, Jonathan's story was? I was very surprised. I certainly wasn't expecting a Coast Guard in my family tree. To be honest with you, I wasn't sure what I was expecting when I first started researching. I, I didn't think I'd find much more than probably agricultural labourers. But it turned out that my family was far more interesting just than just just a few country farmers. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's the thing, when uh, people do research their, their family history, particularly around uh, Essex, you, you do find it's either agricultural labourers or it's people who worked on the sea because of the coastline and the estuaries that we have around the Essex. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And um, even with from 1790 onwards with the formation of the canals and stuff, which there, there was a lot of people, you know, working those canals and bringing from, like, the Thames down into other big cities like Birmingham and do you know what I mean it opened up the whole country really with the canals the canal system and stuff now you have as you say documented your your uh, research and your family history and and the story of uh, Jonathan Webb as as well in books and on a YouTube channel and in there you, you've got these old records and and when you look back through the records you can actually see their handwriting because on the census returns on the birth certificates you know the, it's, it's their own hand that's written these documents out you know how special is it to, to be able to view those documents and, and be able to see that I, um, I, I, I think that's incredible and um, it kind of makes it more real do you know what I mean? And especially with marriage certificates and stuff, because you can actually see their signatures and stuff. And you can actually see who in your ancestors are illiterate as well, because quite often they signed certificates with just a cross because they couldn't even spell their own name. And um, that's very, very common. In regards to like the 1881 census, the government were really surprised with how many people were recorded as deaf and dumb. And the reason why is because the um, enumerators who recorded the census ballsed all up and they recorded all of the babies as deaf and dumb because they couldn't speak. So there, there are mistakes in the records, don't mean like that. So quite often it's the person transcribing both that information that makes the mistake. And mistakes like that, if you're searching your family history, must make it very difficult to then track down the correct information to categorically go yes i am related to that person i mean how easy was it to find uh, jonathan's history out has has the access to the records on the internet made it a lot easier from when you first started all those years ago when i first started the internet was still in its very early stages because we're looking at the 1990s here so um there, there were things on the internet but um it was quite sparse so my research began in the record offices like the Essex Record Office or, or even the National Archives 
and the National Archives has an incredible collection of Coast Guard records. So you can actually download Coast Guard if, if, if there's anyone out there who has connections with HM Coast Guard and they want to research their own connection, then definitely check out check out the National Archives because um, your ancestors' records are going to be recorded with them and it, it shows their movements and all of the stations where they um, were listed over, over their career. The National Archives is definitely the very first port of call if you're doing your research. And of course, um, the county where um, your ancestor lived, so Essex in regards to the Essex Record Office and stuff. And also check out, like here, here in Walton and A's, we have the National Lifeboat Museum here. And, um, and there's been lots of research done for Coast Guard history here on Walton Gap. So um, definitely do your research if, you're, if you've got a connection with HM Coast Guard or even in general if you're researching your family history. Do those records show any of the, the sort of call-outs that, that he would have been sent on? You know, do, is there a record showing that he, he rescued lots of people out at sea? No, sadly, that's one of the things I really wanted to find out. I wanted to know who he saved. I'm, 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 I'm actually sitting here now, I'm looking at the ocean, because we're here in Walton and Lays, and I'm looking out at that sea, and, and I know 150 years ago, Jonathan would have been out there saving people's lives and I don't know who he saved because the records don't go that far back. Records of life saving didn't begin really until the formation of the RNLI, the Royal National Lifeboat Institution, and they started recording in more depth those people that were saved out at sea. Unless of course it was a huge tragedy. There are cases like in the Irish Sea where a good 550 people might have been lost on a ship and um, like in the port of Cardigan, there was a big shipwreck there. I, I think that might might have been in the 1850s, and I think about 550 people died. And um, events like that are recorded, but but the smaller, this has been lost with time, and it's such, it's, it, it's it's a shame, really. As you say, we are here in Walton, just alongside the pier. The sun is shining. The sea looks relatively calm today. Very idyllic with the golden beaches just in front of us. The weather, of course, isn't always quite like that here in Walton, and I'm sure uh, that Jonathan Webb and all of the Coast Guard and Arwen and I lifeboat crews uh, have experienced slightly rougher seas than we have today. You've posted a, a video on YouTube. As I say, the link is uh, in the description. What's been the response from, from the followers on there? Um, I, I, I've had an amazing response, actually, from the video. Um, I've been interviewed by BBC Essex. An article went into the um, Daily Gazette for Colchester, and and I'm now here with Owen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'm doing a podcast about his life. So uh, I'm I'm really pleased that I've I've managed to record his life in such a way. To be honest with you, because because those records are going to be left there for generations to come. Well, Stephen, thank you very much for joining me here on Essex by the Sea. You're very welcome, and and I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Don't forget, you can follow Essex by the Sea on social media. You can like us uh, on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. So uh, until next time, from Walton on the Nays, thanks very much for listening.